You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Wake up and wager. Welcome back to the show. Happy Tuesday. November 16th it is. Jeez, it's going to be Thanksgiving before you know it. Tom and Ricky, we are your hosts. As always, SteadyPicks.com. Completely free to sign up. Go sign up today. Best bets from all of our experts, all of our hosts, all the best bets. It's a fantastic tool to help you handicap any sport and while you're there sign up for a couple of new sports books bet rivers bet mgm special offers available from steady picks help support the show help support the all the best bets that we that we have on there gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER ricky how are you this morning good good morning tom i'm doing well my man how how you doing Good, good. Um, decent day yesterday. One and two on tennis, which that's okay. Uh, one of them was really, really close match. The dog that we had, uh, Paul Bedosa didn't play very well. Uh, college basketball, though, a nice two and zero. Oh, so happy about that. And uh, we'll keep chugging along on all of that. Yeah, well done, Tom. I saw you. You hit the two and zero oh in, in college hoops yesterday. In for the steady pick system, Tom, two of the toughest losses um, I've seen in a little bit in a little bit of time. It's definitely a an eye opener that college hoops is back. But Tom Pepperdine, they blow a lead, they end up losing the game in overtime. Tough loss there for the steady pick system. The Citadel, this one, Tom. I couldn't believe my eyes. They had a six-point lead with a minute left in the game. Keep in mind, they're a three-and-a-half-point dog. Somehow, they blow that six-point lead. They end up going to double overtime, and they lose by four points and don't cover. So really, uh, really tough beats there. But the Celtics, it looks like, was also a play in the NBA, which did win. So uh, one and two for the steady pick system. And it's just an important lesson to learn and an important lesson to really remember as you uh, place bets on college basketball is, you know, these games swing so fast. It's often a lot like, it's a lot like women's tennis where you can play a really good half and then you can come out and be terrible in the second half. Even you break that into like eight minute spurts 
You can be the best team in college basketball for eight minutes and go to the, be the very worst team in college basketball. That's kind of how the tennis thing works, too. You, know, you win the first set 6-0. Happened the other day. We won the first set 6-0. Come back, lose 0-6-0-6. Like, what? How does it turn? Momentum. Like how? Yeah, how does it turn so fast? Um, and so that's, well, yeah. Yeah, especially in college basketball, Tom, because, like, we've all seen those those times, like, when a team can't score, the crowd is riled up, people are jumping up and down, and you could just feel the swing happening. I feel like in college basketball, more than any other sport, it's like you can see it happening, not just, you know, so... It's all fun, though. At the end of the day, there were there were two great games to watch if you did watch them. And, and that's what we ultimately love about college hoops. And it's kind of funny. I tend to not watch a lot of the a lot of the games because kind of for that reason, it's like it is can be so painful to watch some of these college basketball teams that I'd rather just wake up in the morning check the box score, and move on. And I'll be able to see that it's a bad beat, but it won't quite feel as bad. <laughs> yeah. If that's, you just that's see much it in the box way. score, it doesn't feel nearly as bad. But you, you'll, you, sometimes you can't even tell that there was an offset, like, you know, depending how the fourth quarter went. Or the these, these are two games, Tom, you wouldn't have wanted to read into them. Just just. See that you lost, and it's better to not know how you lost sometimes. I'm a big believer in that. It can only hurt you, you know? (laughs) There's no benefit that comes from a tough beat. No, there's really not. Because you're not going to incorporate... If you start incorporating stuff like that into your approach going to the next game, that doesn't work. Like, if you think, oh, I'm never betting on Pepperdine. Like, you hear that a lot. Like, Pepperdine's dead to me. I'm never betting on them again. Well... That's that's no good. You can't do if watching the game is going to make you say that. Don't watch the game. <laughs> yeah, short memory. Right, you got to just completely forget. Will take you far. Got to completely forget. So, anyway, decent night overall for me, you, steady pick system, Donnie. Bit of a tough night, but we did okay. I think I I pulled us up a little bit on the college basketball for once. There we go. Uh, Tennis, yeah, one and two on tennis. I'm seeing it pretty clear right now. So I've got got two plays today. I'm playing them each for a half a unit, though, because I am, you know, these, this WTA finals, it's kind of like a round robin thing. So they're all kind of playing each other. Um, and so these lines are just like very similar and they're just like shuffling through. It's kind of weird. So I, I thought we had a couple of good edges earlier in the finals. Now I don't feel like we do as much after yesterday. I, I feel like something's not a hundred percent right. Um, so I'm taking two plays on a half a unit. We'll get to that at the end of the show. Um, college basketball get to that in a little bit but Ricky I want to talk about the NFL game last night that's where I want to go right now uh the 49ers beat the Rams what 31 to 10 31 to 10 
an absolute beatdown of your Rams. So I'm curious to see what your thoughts are, how this has kind of, you know, what this loss means to you as somebody who thought that the Rams are the best team in the NFL. Are there really, are there any elite teams this season? Great question, Tom. And you have to remember, while they are, I have been a big Rams guy. I did say 49ers and under on the show yesterday. So I, I very much was on the other side of the Rams yesterday. You know, that was a letdown spot. I had circled for them weeks in advance, truthfully. Shanahan gives McVay nightmares. Everybody who who knows those two teams should know that. But Tom... I'm not making anything of that loss. That's a very good 49ers uh, team right there. You saw... Is it, though? I guess... I think it is. I think it is. I think when they have Kittle back, when they get their run game going, you see Debo Samuel and Ayuk is even, you know, doing his job a little bit now. But they have a good offense. They have a very good defense. Kyle Shanahan's a good coach. I know they haven't had success in their stadium. You know, that's one of the reasons a lot of people were on the Rams yesterday. But I do believe the 49ers are a good team. So I'm not taking much into it, Tom. Just like I'm not taking much into the Bucks losing either. Because, look, it's a long season. These teams slip up. Look at the teams that have won the Super Bowl every year. They've had slip-up games. Nobody goes through a full season unscathed. The only team that did it, Tom, lost in the Super Bowl, if you don't, uh, if you remember the Patriots. So it happens. It happens and it's going to happen. I make nothing of it. Interesting, because I, I mean, not that I make something of it, because obviously you can't, if you start adjusting your rankings on a week-to-week basis, you're going to drive yourself nuts. But, you know, this San Francisco team is, is really not that good. With Jimmy Garoppolo, they he is not a good quarterback. Any way you slice it, he's just not a good quarterback. 15 for 19 with for 182 yards and two touchdowns. It's not really a stat line that makes me excited. Really, the story of the game was Matthew Stafford throwing two interceptions, 26 of 41, 243, one touchdown, two picks. Yeah, one one of the picks was kind of like a Hail Mary punt type pick uh, thrown downfield to Odell Beckham. But yeah, Tom, Stafford hasn't played well in back-to-back weeks. Um, That, you know, I, I can't really defend him there. But that being said, are we, am I worried that like Stafford's collapsing before our eyes? Not at all. He'll, he'll bounce back. If there's anything I'm worried about with the Rams specifically, Tom, because I agree with you. I'm not a big, like, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is very good. I think the 49ers are like a well-oiled machine that its QBs aren't really relevant. But for the Rams, Tom, you got to, I feel like we got to, we got to cut them a little slack too, because they lose Robert Woods, who's a huge piece of their offense, right? You slide in Odell Beckham, who's, to me, looking like a cancer. That's what I'm a little bit worried about. It seems like wherever he goes, just problems follow. He's one of those guys, I hate to say it, but 
just remember that, Tom. You know, it was he, he lost his, his security blanket in Robert Woods. Give him a couple more weeks to just get it rolling again. Uh, I don't like that. I don't like that. I, there's two things about the Rams that really concern me. One, I know Robert Woods. Yeah, he's great, but we've got guys that step into the wide receiver position. Same as running back. They step in, and they're almost as good. No problem. Barely a downgrade. Like, yes, I'd rather have Robert Woods. But if I can't, there's other guys that do just fine. Right? Like, they do just fine. You still got Cooper Cup there. You still got the good tight end. Higby. They got weapons. Yeah, they got they got weapons. They got weapons. So I don't want to hear that. The other problem that I have with the Rams is that they really, you look at their schedule and who they've beaten, and I'm honestly not, like, I don't think the Rams are as good as you think they are. Especially let's, when you consider a Matthew Stafford. Let's take their wins. If you take it, it's not necessarily, they've won a lot of games, right? Of course, seven and three. But when you look at who they've beaten, really, they haven't faced besides the game against Tampa Bay. That's the obvious one to point out, and that was a fantastic game. But other than that, you look down this list and say, they just beat a bunch of uh, nobodies here. Well, you can't you can't hold scheduling against them. So think about it like this, too, you Tom. Can. You can look at that on the other side and say they only lost to really good teams. Like, let's look at who they lost to. They lost to the Cardinals, who with Kyler Murray, fully loaded Cardinals, mm-hmm. who were were undefeated at the time. All right, that's that's not a bad loss. Mm-hmm. They lost to the Titans who have upset everybody. They shut out the Chiefs. I mean, the Titans have been giving everybody problems. So we got to just say the Titans are a good team. That's that's an understandable loss. And then they lost in a primetime game in San Francisco. You might not think the 49ers are very good, but, Tom, don't forget, this team was a few plays away from winning the Super Bowl, and not a whole lot has changed with the roster since. If anything... You know, they've they've added some pieces and I mean, like we got to remember this team, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Jimmy G didn't have to do anything. They ran the ball almost every play throughout the whole playoffs to get to the Super Bowl. So they're they have a really strong core to their team. And we talked about it yesterday with the Vikings teams that can sustain long drives, run the ball, play defense. They're gonna give everybody problems, not just the Rams, not the but like everybody. They're they're tough teams, and that's what I chalk it up to. But who who's next on the schedule for the Rams? I think that will be a really interesting next game. The Rams will play. Let's take a look. Uh, I don't see them. They might have off. They have a bye week. You yeah. might have a bye. Okay, so they have a bye to get it to get some things fixed. This is good timing for that bye week. I just think you don't you don't react enough to. I mean, I I just don't I don't understand. I don't understand. The 49ers 
have not been good. This is the first game where they looked even decent. They've looked really poor this season. If you watch the games that they've played in, they've not really looked good. Rams sure have looked good, but I mean, they're beating up on the Giants, Detroit, Houston, Seattle. That's fine, but they kind of stink this year. The, the Colts, Chicago. I mean, they're I'm looking up, at the 49ers' losses. Some, they're all to really good teams. Again, like they beat everyone they were supposed to beat. Right, but if you're, uh, I don't know. They lost to Green Bay. Yeah, they're losing to the best team. So what? They're they're not inside the top ten of teams in the NFL. So are they really? Well, they played them tight. Look, like they were a three point dog to the Packers. They lost by two on a last second field goal. They had the Packers pinned against the wall. Same thing with the Cardinals. They lost that game to the Cardinals because they were playing with a rookie QB and he made a terrible decision at the end of the game, or they would have had like. I'm telling you, if you dig in on this team more, you'll see that they actually, they're, they've been competitive in every game. There's there's not a single game that they weren't in. Um, but yeah, it it's all it's all up for interpretation at this point of the season, you know. However you want to look at it, there's there's so many angles. Yep. So it should get interesting down the stretch of the NFL season with. So many teams kind of, so many narratives throughout, you know, Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, Rams and Stafford, and now they lose this game. Every team has kind of had that loss where you scratch your head and you say, are they really as good as we think they are? The Bills had it last week. The Ravens have certainly had it. Every, you're right. There's not one team. That hasn't slipped up yet. Even the Packers, someone could maybe say like, but week one, they look terrible. So, yeah, it's a good point. And, you know, even Kansas City, as good as we thought they were. The thing that I find interesting is if you, um, this is an exercise I, I like to do pretty often. If you just go through different people that you respect out there, and find their their power rankings for the NFL. And you start comparing that. And that's something I've done for a long, long time. And this season, it is more bizarre than I've ever seen in my life. You've got every person that I respect, even a little bit what they think. They've got the power rankings all over the place. I had a couple of ones that I was looking at that still has Kansas City inside the top four. I'd like to post my power rankings, Tom. I think I have a really good handle on, like, I think mine, nah, I can't really say yours is better than anyone else's, but <laughs> I'd be curious what you think of mine if uh, you'd want to take a look. I would. I would because uh, I just find it so fascinating that people factor in you know, very people factor in very different numbers to get to ultimately to get to the same to this not the same result, but to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody sits down, they take different numbers that they want to take, whether it's ranking of rush yards or yards per play, you know, whatever they like to take. 
and two different people will do it two totally different ways to get the numbers of their power rankings. And I just find it so fascinating that this year more than ever, it's all over the place. I mean, it is all over the place. Tennessee is a team that really doesn't get a lot of respect. I haven't seen them really inside the top, you know, the top handful. Maybe they should be at this point. I don't know. I don't know, man. The the thing that I always say in the NFL is you never know as much as you think you know. And that's true in pretty much all things of life, but especially in the NFL, you don't know what you think you know. You don't know as much as you think you know. Yeah, I, I agree with that. The smartest thing either of us have said today is just knowing we don't know at all. <laughs> and it's a powerful, I mean, there's people that that could never say that out loud, right? And now we're saying it on, on the show, but it's, it is so true. You really don't know. The NFL is so wild, so much variance, so crazy. You really don't know what you think is going to happen. Ricky, college basketball, that's enough football. We'll get to that later in the week, of course. Um, I So we have a couple of plays that we've made, right, in the NFL, just real quick before we move on. Yep. And those are posted, I believe. Yep, yep, both are posted. And I gave, what did I, I think I've had a play too. Yep, so uh, I put in the Panthers minus two and a half yesterday, Tom. That two and a half is gone. You can't get it anymore, so we did a good job on that one. You put up the Patriots minus five and a half. I don't. I didn't look at that spread this morning. I'm not sure where it is, but uh, it's down to minus six and a half across the board. So there we go. Beat both of those lines. Whether it matters or not, we'll see. But yeah, those are the two. Uh, those are the two we have rolling right now. Yep. Um, okay, college basketball. I hear you have a play in college basketball. Donnie's been. Donnie's been working really hard, I got to tell you, on college basketball. So I'm excited to to talk to him on Friday on our normal slot. We'll try and break it up between NFL and college basketball. But, Ricky, for now, tell me what you like tonight and tell me why. Yep. And just to, to touch on one thing beforehand, Tom, because I haven't had any college basketball stuff up. This is going to be my first pick of the season but I do want to note, I had a really good college basketball season last year. I finished plus 27.5 units. A lot of that was tailing Donnie in March Madness, but still going to take credit for it. Um, the pick that I have my eye on tonight, Tom, it's actually FAU, Florida Atlantic University Basketball. And here's the thing, Tom. I've got a resource that I really like in college basketball who has a really good grip on not only the Florida basketball scene, but they really specialize in these smaller D1 schools that, are, that aren't that are in major conferences. So everybody knows there's a million of these in uh, college basketball. Florida has a lot of them. California, like Pepperdine yesterday, has a lot of them. So FAU, from what I've been told and what I've dug up in my research too, Tom, Here's how 
my resource has these Florida schools ranked this season. The Florida Gators, number one. Florida State, number two. University of Central Florida, number three. FAU, number four. Miami, number five. South Florida, number six. And Florida Gulf Coast University, number seven. And so not living or dying by these with this pick here, but a lot of people close to the Florida scene, like I'm saying, are saying watch out for this FAU team. And in their opening game, Tom, let me uh, give you the exact score here. They they ended up losing to New Mexico on the road. Uh, they were a pick em, but they played them really tough throughout the whole game. But the main thing here is just that Miami is not a great basketball team this year. Um, they're 0-2 against the spread so far. They just lost to UCF, which further kind of, uh, I guess, provides some credibility to these these rankings that I received. Uh, they've got UCF pretty high up here. But I'm taking a swing here. I think that FAU is going to win this game outright based off the numbers that I've looked at. Steady pick system, also calling for a potential upset, Tom. So I'm going to grab the plus six with FAU taking on Miami. Interesting. I have this as a six and a half point game. So I've got Miami University, Miami laying six and a half is what I have. Um, so you can still get a six and a half. You can still get five and a half. It's kind of all over the place. So you're laying Miami or uh, Florida Atlantic plus what did you, what line did you get? Let me let me open up the apps. I'm placing the bet now. Uh well, let's see what BetMGM has it at. It's Looks like ideal. the best one you'll get is FanDuel is showing a six and a half still. <clears throat> BetMGM's the only one at five and a half right now. So, all right, we're not going to do that. We're not going to go with BetMGM then. I'll log on to FanDuel, Tom, and I'm going to take the six and a half. And you know what? I'm actually going to go bold here, and I'm going to do a sprinkle on the money line as well. So I'm going to do a full unit. All right, I got it on FanDuel. FanDuel actually has a five and a half now. Tom. Okay, so it has switched. So it looks like it's Shit. maybe there's a six at DraftKings. It's showing it might be a six. But while you look up that, the only thing that scares me about this game is Florida Atlantic. Because, I mean, I know every year is different. But in the last times they've played, they get absolutely steamrolled. And... uh over the last few years. So that does, I mean, I know things change, but some things never change. What Maybe. is worth noting, so the only six that's left is at DraftKings. I'm putting it in right now, and it's actually juiced up. Mm -hmm. So this line's pretty, yeah, this line's pretty sharp toward FAU. It's also worth noting this money line opened up around plus 230, and it's plus 190 on DraftKings now. So something tells me that my information is is somewhat accurate here, Tom, based off of the way this is trending. So I'm locking in the plus six and I'm locking in a uh we'll do a quarter unit on the money line. And it looks As like well. uh it looks like the it opened five and a half is the number I see. So it kind of went up and now it's coming back down. So I'm not sure what to make of that. You know, college basketball is really interesting with the head fakes that kind of take place. Um, and it's a long story. It's a, it's probably best for its own episode, really. 
But ultimately, people, the sharp college basketball bettors are moving the line the wrong way to then come back and be able to get down on a bigger, the right way that they want to go. Right. It's so, frustrating. You know, they might. It is frustrating. In this scenario, they would be betting Miami at the beginning. Like, this is a good lesson to learn. They'd be, when this opens, they bet Miami and drive it from the 5.5 to the 6.5, the peak. And then when they can finally get down the money that they want to get down, they come back on FAU and are getting a better number because of it and then push the number back down. Does that make sense? So they're inflating the number the wrong way. That's why college basketball is so tricky with the line movement because it's not always genuine. Like the NFL, if there's a line move, I can guarantee it it's for a reason. In college basketball, sometimes it moves the wrong way. The smoke screens. Yes. It's a part of the yeah, it's a part of betting college basketball, the smoke screens. They're a real they're really in the playbook, Tom, for the books. They really run them. And that's a that's a great point, but in terms of the, this play, what that money line movement though? Forget the spread itself, two twenty to to now one ninety is the best you could get. Yep. And my other point on that, I'm glad you brought that back up because when you look at uh, honestly, small dogs on the money line offer way more expected value positive expected value than than betting them on the spread because they don't the books don't pay attention to the small dog money line because nobody's betting that nobody's betting FAU on the money line so they don't pay attention to it as much it's not as sharp the holds a little less yep and Tom the other thing too is just you've preached this the whole season and you got to find people that know these schools, like these small schools in Florida, like FAU and Florida Golf Coast, uh, Florida Golf Coast. There's people who who know these schools inside and out, and find these resources and use them because that's how I had success in college basketball last year was Donnie and resources like this, and it worked. Because so FAU money line. Let's see, let's see what we got. I like it. I like it. Uh, first play for me, if you want it, Ricky. Of course. First play course. I have is Creighton plus three and a half against Nebraska. That's at seven o'clock. I have this game as a pick'em. I'm not really sure why Creighton's a dog. I think they're a pretty good team this year. They're two and zero. They're going to just keep rolling along here. So I actually really like uh, Creighton plus three and a half in this one. Yeah, they're 2-0 and on keep. the season. Love it. It's really early in the in the morning, but Nebraska's catching all the money early too, Tom. So this will be a pretty big fade on the public. Mm-hmm. People like this Nebraska team, so uh, I think that will be a trendy play. They do, and historically, Creighton, I mean, they play every year. Creighton wins every time. Creighton's a good team. I'm not sure why, I'm not sure what they did to be deserving of a, you know, of a dog here of this size. Like I said, the numbers, 
people can talk. People can talk up a team. People can even talk a team into being a favorite, right? Numbers don't lie. So check with your numbers before you buy into any of the any of the narrative as far as that goes. Uh, but Creighton plus three and a half. You can it's three or three and a half is what you can find available. Love it. Full unit? Full unit. Okay. And what else that, you got? Let me see here. One other play. One other play for me. And it is going to be Hofstra. Plus five and a half. This is one of the bigger um discrepancies that we've had so far uh, this season looking at every single matchup every single night this is one of the bigger discrepancies we can get a five and a half at BetMGM it's down to four and a half at some spots so Hofstra plus five and a half they're two and oh against the spread one and one straight up Numbers don't lie. It should be a pick 'em. Is what I have it at. I have it as a pick 'em. What time's that game? That's a seven o'clock game. Probably an added game, extra game. There, Hofstra and Iona. Yep. Yep. Okay. So that's what I got there. Two plays. Do you have anything else for college basketball, Ricky? No, just just the. Uh... Just the one play for me. Split into two plays, I should say. A little money line action. Love it. Love it. Uh, tennis plays. As I promised, never leave without some tennis plays. Um, I may post more up later when I get to finish going through the rest of the numbers because there's a new tournament starting out in the clay. I believe in, I believe it's in Italy. So I'm trying to take a deeper dive at that. They play all morning, really. So I'll take a look at that, see if we find anything. It'll be posted if we do. Other than that, though, on the WTA Finals, we're going Muguruzu plus 115. Garbine Muguruzu plus 115 against Paula Bedosa. Yes, fading Paula Bedosa. And then we're taking Maria Sakari plus 150 against Annette. Contivate and two dogs. We're gonna go a half unit on each. I just don't think the prices are right right now, but I, I have them so different that I'm wondering if there's something I'm missing. So half a unit on each. Muguruzu, Maria, Sakari. That's the two plays. Tommy Tennis. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Thank you so much for listening today. Good luck with all your bets today. We'll talk to you tomorrow.